crime uh when i was a little kid uh my parents made the terrible terrible idea of letting me watch dirty rotten scoundrels which is like the three-part con man like no one's on the same team but everybody's got to be on the same team it's like a real good dynamic it was also funny so when i was growing up i always wanted to be a con man um, this is a movie or a TV show? Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? It's yeah. a movie. I am surprised. Oh, wait, that's right. I haven't seen I forgot. ever. Adam's <laughs> been stunted in his growth. Okay, I'm looking at the Wikipedia 1988 American comedy film directed by Frank Oz. Frank Oz. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, so it's, it's like the three archetype of con man. There's the noble, like well thought out con man. The just streetwise con man, and then as everything in the like modern America was at the time and still kind of is, the sexist con man, where they're like, you're the same as the other con man, but a lady. Oh, yeah. Which does matter a lot in cons because of penises. But <laughs> so, probably the only con I've managed to pull other than getting every job I've ever had was when I was in like just out of high school. There was, like, I, I obviously had no money. And of I course. wasn't really interested in getting it in legitimate means because I was still a little fucking dick. <laughs> but I did have a nice suit. And by nice, I mean not dirty and filled with holes. Mm-hmm. And I would go to, like, a Circle K that didn't have a lot of cars in it. And I'd, like, wait around a while and see which cars weren't going to be moving. And that almost always ended up being the employees. And... Once I established that, I just go behind the Circle K and wait for everybody that was there when I walked up to be gone. And okay. I would walk out and sit next to the car, looking real bummed out in a nice suit. And when people would walk by, I'd just be like, hey, I'm on my way to my sister's wedding. And I ran out of gas. I couldn't <laughs> even get it to the pump. Can I get some cash? And me and the guy inside like are gonna push it to the pump and they would just give me like 20 bucks every time and this is pre 20 dollars i guess yeah now 20 dollars is not a whole hell of a lot but that was when you could get a lot of money or a lot of gas for 20 bucks yeah Um, tank probably it was almost very successful i don't think it would work anymore and i don't think it would work with me as like a more grown person like, I think they'd just be like, oh, you idiot, you ran out of gas? Try being an adult. But I think that played a lot into it where I was just kind of like an earnest kid being like, oh, gee, mister, I got to get to my sister's wedding. Yeah, that's the thing about those kind of cons is like you have to be relatively good looking and nice. It, and you do have to be good looking yeah. to be a con man. That's, or at least you can't be offensive looking. Yeah, like... Which is kind of fucked up and, like, maybe irony isn't the word, but it's like, well, yeah, the people that actually need it the most do look the shittiest, <laughs> but the people yeah. that, like, look kind of decent and are probably just conning you Well, this is like away a, with it. a completely aside. I don't know how you decide who to give money when random people walk up and give you money, but I have, like, a very straightforward, um, this might be a test from either 
some trickster god <laughs> or some trickster devil. That okay. that's that is legitimately how I make those decisions. Yeah. So like one time, I think it was like right towards when we were all allowed to walk around um, after the first lockdown, or I guess the only lockdown. Yeah. Um, a guy was walking down the street with like just his boxers, probably three hundred and forty pounds, like big boy. Yeah. Sweating his balls off because it's Phoenix. It's fucking out in the sun. And I'm like walking like relatively quickly with my headphones in. And he just pulled my headphone out. And he goes, hey, some guy just robbed the shit out of me. Can I have $5? That's all he said. And I was like, $20, sir. Get the fuck away from me, please. Like, I don't know if this is like you're going to show up in 10 years and be like, that one guy. Yeah. (laughs) This guy didn't give me money when I was in my box. Yes. But or he's going to end up being like Loki, the trickster god. And he's that was just getting him in my favor. But that is how I make that decision. Like, it goes through my head real fucking quick. I'm like, is this going to pay off in a some form of godly sense do i get mad karma points yeah but yeah like that guy this morning definitely just some guy who was not going to work yeah we (laughs) and i'm not like criticizing and judging people that are asking for money or whatever is going on in their lives but that guy was weird tony back on subjects we're gonna do keelan's con corner where I explain a classic con and then we workshop it to see if we can get it to work a little bit better and or just have fun with it. Sweet. Today's is the mustard drop, which... <laughs> okay. Is this like a mustard plug? N- see, I've never actually figured out what that is. You don't know what the Other mustard plug the, is? I know what the band mustard plug is. Isn't it just like, you know how when you close it back up, there's like some liquid that kind of spills over and it gets a little bit hard so the next time you use the mustard, it's like you almost shoot out that little hard part. And That's like, what a mustard plug is? I think so. See, I always thought it was dirtier. <laughs> Could be. I'm sure it is. Like yeah, because it was a band position. in the 90s. Yeah. And that's all of them were. But, Let's see. Uh, Let's yeah, see what yeah. uh, the old computer has to duck, tell Duck, duck, go that shit. <laughs> mustard plug. It's all ska stuff first. Let's see. Well, I would assume that they would be the experts on it yeah yeah i mean they should have done like a song that about mustard plugs okay well we have the urban dictionary meaning too oh (laughs) am i right is it dirty kind of you want to hear it yeah mustard plug a small preliminary shit that once expelled gives way to a large volume of feces Okay, so it would be the other thing if you weren't doing it dirty. Yeah. A small amount of solid poop holding back diarrhea, like Uh, the small amount of hard mustard in the top of a mustard container. There, yeah, so, cool. While you're on there, (laughs) you want to look up my name on definition, I think it's like seven. On Urban Dictionary? Yeah. Okay. There's a real, real good one in there. And you'll know it when you read it, but I think it's like in between seven. <laughs> These and 10. are all amazing. Well, so Urban Dictionary does a thing where the first couple of any name is always a compliment. Yeah. And then once you go past there is like what people are actually putting in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like the first one is someone you most likely had a crush on all throughout high yeah, school. Yeah. So any name you put in <laughs> always has something like that. It's like the first couple. 
That's funny. They're like, we don't want any bullying shit. Yeah, just wait. I think it's like seven. <laughs> like, if you keep going down. It involves okay, animals. See. A person who views only the dankest and spiciest memes. This is true. I am a curator of memes. Here's third one. Can be a girl or a boy name. Is very sweet and active. Normally known as hot or sexy. Okay, for a big, white, muscular man who doesn't abuse steroids. Mm-mm. <laughs> the literal definition of Keelan is actually petty. Yeah, see, it starts getting into like what they, what people are actually putting in. Due to his huge ego, Keelan's generally go for Sophie girls. What is that? Some drunk Irish bloke sitting in a pub with a pot of gold. We're getting close. <laughs> A black guy, but he acts like the whitest guy ever. Good at basketball. A hockey player that had... Verb, any sick and brutal slaughter (laughs) or consumption of puppies, kittens, and or acute baby animals. Noun, a demented Irish man that probably wants to cause you mental or physical pain. Verb, those crazy hobos snuck into the zoo and keelined all the cute animals. That used to be definition number three, and it is my favorite shit. I just wanted you to read that because I'm going to put that at the end of the episode. But anyway, so the mustard drop, uh, all of these old cons are like the blah, blah, blah drop. Yeah. Um, the mustard drop you've seen before. Everybody has seen it. It's a real, say, standard pickpocket, except for instead of just bumping into somebody... You, as the con man, spill mustard on somebody or any other thing, and you, as a polite member of society does, apologize profusely while removing their jacket to clean it. And while you're cleaning whatever you have off of it, you just fucking steal all their shit. Um, One reason that's never going to work anymore is because I don't know a single person who puts their wallet in their jacket. Um. Yeah. That and uh, if I bumped into somebody in the city, there's a good chance I'll get stabbed. (laughs) Um, But so for the most part, like because the mustard drop is like a lot of people's introduction into cons, like in movies and whatever. It's always the because it's usually like the pass by where you're like, oh, sorry, sir. That technically is a mustard drop because you're like you're setting something right as the distraction, even if it's just straightening their coat. Yeah. Um, so I've got like a little fix for it. Okay. To make it possibly. So it won't be the mustard drop anymore. It's going to be the bee scare. <laughs> okay. Africanized or. Doesn't matter. I don't All think right. we need to bring race into this. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> um, so basically, since no one's sticking anything valuable in their jackets anymore, you have to find a way. To get their pants. Okay. And it is very difficult, for me anyway, to get anyone's pants off. So, you run up in a huff, and you say, excuse me, excuse me, I don't mean to freak you out, but I just saw a bee crawl into your pants. <laughs> and, like, you, you gotta do, you gotta choose your mark. You go and find somebody who's, like, going to be skittish. I hate to say this, but, uh, like, jogger girls, okay. or whatever. Sure. Like, people that look like they're not going to be into bees and you just panic and panic and panic and be like, get, get it off, get it off, get it, get it, get it for you. And then like, you offer to fucking stomp on their pants for them. And while you're stomping on their pants, you fucking take the wallet out, fucking give them their pants back. Other than them being pantsless in public, I think it would actually work. 
because I have definitely seen human beings freak out before yeah. and rip their clothes off when they think there's something going on. But that's like the only way I could really think to get it to work nowadays. Maybe a gym would be a good place for that. Yeah. Because I think people would be willing to disrobe. You know what I mean? I, you just made some eyes at me. When you said disrobe. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's my little workshop. So the next part of this would be I would like you to on the spot come up with some way of doing a similar it doesn't have to be the exact same thing, but the idea is you're using the distraction of helping somebody to get their pants off so that you can get their wallet. Okay. Well, while I come up with an idea, I'm going to stall for time by telling you a somewhat related joke. Um, all right, so this guy, he goes to a bar, he drinks every night. You know, he's got a wife at home, and she's not really super into it. She's starting to get pretty annoyed by it. Um, so he, like, he realizes, like, he's got to... He's got to kind of clean up a little bit. Don't come come home so drunk, whatever. Um, so he's at the bar. He's telling the bartender this. And like shortly after it happens, he throws up all over himself, all over his shirt. And he's telling the bartender, he's like, man, I'm screwed now. Like I just told you the whole thing and my wife's going to know I got vomit all over my shirt. And he's like, all right, here's what you do. He puts $10 in the guy's shirt pocket and he's like, Tell your wife that you were at the bar, um, but some guy threw up on you, and he felt really bad, but he, there was nothing he could do. So, yeah, he just gave me the $10 and told me to get it cleaned. And he's like, oh, man, that's brilliant. Yeah, that'll get me out of it. Thanks. He goes home. You know, his wife confronts him, and she's like, come on, what are you doing? You, you're out at the bar, you're getting drunk, they just vomit all over you, what's your problem? And he's like, no, no. Here, let me tell you the story. He pulls $20 out of his shirt pocket, and she's like, what do you have $20 for? And she, He's like, well, you know, this guy at the bar, he threw up all over me, he, he couldn't clean me up there, but he gave me $10 to clean it. And she's like, okay, well, but you have 20 what's the other 10 And he's like, same guy, took a shit in my pants. Oh my God. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> so it gives me two ideas. Actually, uh, building off of this joke a little bit. See, the whole I knew that was going to work. <laughs> that the second I thought of it, I was like, "Oh yeah, that is kind of a mustard drop." <laughs> well, and it reminds me of a, a little bit of a con that me and a friend of mine tried to pull off. We did actually, um, not as well as we had hoped, but it did work for us. So my question is. Is am I the sole proprietor of this con, or am I allowed to partner? Bring somebody else in. I'll okay. Generally, it is a one-person con, but I assume that the con man might have a driver who's in on it and willing to help. Yeah. Okay. So in that case, I am going to, I'm going to pre-plan it. I'm going to dress up as a janitor. I'm okay. going to have my buddy with me who is also dressed as a janitor. Uh, he is either actually drunk or just really faking drunk and uh i'm kind of like taking care of him you know it's like we're leaving our shift i'm like come on buddy we're going home i know it's been a rough day whatever maybe i'll even throw in like a sympathy thing i'm like man you don't need her anymore or something like that you know (laughs) and then he just vomits all over our target and then i'm like oh my god i'm so sorry but i mean i am a janitor look i have my cleaning stuff and i'm just like here here and i take their stuff 
I don't think that you need the janitor. <laughs> I think people, <laughs> no one's going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you trains? Is this, is, this is no uh, preschool vomit. I'm going to need NASA grade janitor. Well, I think that's, that, to me, that was the part of the con that is the most risky. It's like, how do you guarantee that they give you the coat or they give you the pants? Because yeah. it's covered in vomit. Like, I'm just well, saying that yeah. I don't think anybody's going to check your credentials. <laughs> I get what you're saying, yeah. I do like dressing like a janitor. I love jumpsuits, so. Yeah. And in my head, all janitors, even though I've been a janitor, and this is not how anybody told me to dress, is wearing a jumpsuit. <laughs> <laughs> that is specifically from Half-Baked. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, where he's, you're saying just wearing the jumpsuit. Yes. I thought, I just heard some line, it's like, dress for the job you want or something. I was like, was that a line in Half-Baked? No, no, but I do that quite often. So when I worked <laughs> at fucking Wendy's in Scottsdale yeah. for a long time, back to my, one of the only things I used to have was a nice suit. Um, I would always wear a suit to work to Wendy's, like a full three piece. Do they have a dress code? Yeah, you have to wear Wendy's clothes. Okay. <clears throat> so... I would show up in a three-piece suit, say hello to everybody, go in the bathroom, and change. <laughs> but it was Scottsdale, like, right next to the Mayo Clinic. Yeah. So there was always, like, doctors and shit in there. So I would walk in and get, like, the nod of approval from professionals and then go to the bathroom <laughs> and just come out like some zitty-ass-looking fucking teen. Like, I think I had dreadlocks, too, back then. Yeah, I did. Nice. Because that was, uh, it was, was it nice? Was it nice, Adam? I oh, mean, the I looked good. But there is some cultural forgiveness that needed to go on there. Yeah. I mean, uh, I like the dreads, but I I wouldn't tell you to do it now. I I don't think I would (laughs) do it now, mostly because I like combing my hair. Like, it's something I enjoy during the day. And I still have my sweet mohawk. It's just never up anymore. Combing is nice. It's, uh, I don't know if you ever comb your beard, but that's, like, one of my favorites. My sister, every, like, two years, sends me a folding beard comb. Nice. That's a good gift. It is. And it, she seems to have the timing down about right of when I lose my beard comb. Because <laughs> it happens inevitably. Yeah. I know. Do you got any other cons that you remember? Cons? Oh, well, I'll tell you about the one that oh, uh, yeah. me and uh, my friend we did were- that slightly reminded me yeah um so it was me and word and uh we were in san francisco it was for the outside lands music festival his mom had bought tickets it's like too much personal detail maybe but we have a boop button actually we don't we have a button because i like it more his mom had bought tickets for this festival it was a three-day festival but she was interested in it because Paul McCartney was playing Friday night. So it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Paul McCartney was playing Friday night. Her and her husband came out to see Paul McCartney, you know, happened the first night of the festival. And then they like didn't have an interest in going to the rest of the festival. So they just gave us the tickets and they knew that we would want to go. Uh, but we were like mildly interested. Yeah. So Outside Lands is like pretty cool, but it's like, a lot of mainstream stuff which is fine i like that stuff too but like me and my buddy have like a little more targeted taste so we were like i don't know should we go should we not uh so we we're like well if we could like flip them if we could get good money for it like that'd be sick we don't have to go 
so we're we're just like kind of both trying to just scalp them like on the sidewalk whatever and there's like kind of a little bit of interest maybe but no one's really hitting us so we're like huh maybe if we like one of us tries to scalp them and one of them looks like a really interested guy oh that's <laughs> and other people a name for that <laughs> Yeah. So it kind of started to work, but like we still weren't getting people to bite to like make offers or we're like, you know, like seriously trying to buy the tickets. So finally, it was like this group of people that were probably our age, we're like mid 20s at the time. Um, They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'd really like to. How much? And like, this is the dumbest thing they did, but we immediately caught on to it. They're like, there's some other guys down there that are, you know, they're doing them for like blah blah like some what they thought was a ridiculous price yeah and it was like twice the normal amount so it pretty much just made us like oh we're about to get like 1.8 times <laughs> like yeah. as long as we can beat yeah as two long times. as we're under that guy <laughs> in this somewhat illegitimate market yeah so then this guy throws out his first offer right and it's like the one like selling the tickets at this point and so i'm just acting like some guy that doesn't know can i like hear the offer and i'm like oh shit you're selling damn that's your price no way i'll give you 50 more <laughs> and i just start driving it up and we got like 150 extra or something by the time they finally gave us money and they were like kind of pissed they were like damn these guys trying to fucking snake our tickets <laughs> so it was, like, i mean no. it's <laughs> You gotta fucking, if you wanna swim with the sharks, you gotta bite. Mm -hmm. That's pretty solid. I don't think I really managed to land any other cons, like I said, other than working at places that I probably wasn't qualified for. But in my defense, I became qualified for during those jobs. Yeah. So, I don't know if that counts as a con. Yeah, that's that's just the whole fake it till you make it, right? That's the yeah. We were talking about this the other day. (laughs) I was unaware that there is a different way to take fake it till you make it. (laughs) Shake it till you bake it. I mean, that's is that exactly? You have to hold the oven door open all the time that you're shaking it to get it in there immediately afterwards. I think you lose a lot of heat. That defeats the purpose of preheat. Yeah. Which do you preheat your oven? I know a lot of people are vehemently against it. Wait, what? You cannot preheat your oven? Yeah, you can just throw the stuff in it. So, like, let's say it's, like, it's cook at 450. You would just, like, put 450 and throw the food in? Yes, it's a bad idea. It's okay. not how you should do it. I yeah. do not support it, but I do know a lot of people who have soggy pizzas do. Yeah, that sounds insane. I it, didn't think anyone would actually do it, that. It's People do all kinds of shit. There's a lot of people who also like think you can't cook stuff in a microwave, but uh, there's a power control button on the microwave because this is the only thing I ever really use microwaves for in like the cooking industry is like, heat. well, thawing stuff yeah, and chocolate. Okay. Because you can put, especially like those little, the cheater chips, the melt chocolate, you can put it in at like 30% power for a minute and then you don't have to have a double boiler. Or if you have normal chocolate and you've already melted it, you can do the same thing because it breaks it down about the same way. Hmm. In case you wanted a little chocolate dipping. It's one of my favorite things to do. Do you ever boil water in a microwave? I Like on purpose? Like, yes, because that's what happens when you put water in the microwave. But I've never put 
water in the microwave specifically to boil it. Huh. Like I've gotten drinks hot before. Like I've microwaved my coffee and stuff. But Yeah. Anytime I do it, people think I'm like insane. Well, usually I don't like doing that because it's hard to control a boil inside a microwave. It'll boil yeah. out and then I have to clean a microwave. So the only time I ever really do it and people still think it's crazy, I don't think it's that crazy, is for tea. So, like, I'll just get a mug, fill it up with water, make that hot water, and then put a tea bag in it. The only thing I think is insane about that is uh, that might be the most expensive way to boil water. But I don't, I've only been thinking <laughs> of this be. recently because I don't know how much, like, so my dad got that new stovetop. Yeah. And I, it boils water nice and whatnot, but it puts off so much more heat than what's required to boil water. I'm like, is this just going overboard? So I've been thinking a lot about like the actual price we're paying like in both energy and in finance yeah. to do things like boil water. And I don't have any basis for any of it, but I'm like, <laughs> that might be like two cents to boil water. Well, that's the reason why I microwave it. It's like, well, first off, I didn't have like a kettle or something yeah, easier to do. Yeah, those kettles it. are fucking yeah but also because it takes like one minute like anytime i'm like trying to heat up like make hot water in a microwave it's like 45 seconds to 60 seconds so it's just like super quick that's why i do it those new kettles are about the same that was yeah when we lived in the fucking woods with like 90 people or whatever anybody who had a kettle was popular as hell for a while, having stovetops, which I don't think they can get me in trouble for it. They're owned by new people. But I used to sell grilled cheese sandwiches after the employee dining hall closed. Yeah. Did you call it anything? Was it like Keys Cheese? No. <laughs> I know you hate I, That would be super great. <laughs> Keys Cheese is like the best. Uh, we should open that now. <laughs> Keys Cheese. Keys Cheese. Scanning <laughs> button. I've got a game for you today. It's called the Fortune Cookie Quiz. The Fortune Cookie Quiz? <laughs> yep, it's uh FCQ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. FCQ, Fortune Cookie Quiz. Um, simple game, I'll tell you the rules. Now there are two modes. I'll tell you the rules first. Uh, the rule is just, I'm going to tell you an invention, and you have to tell me, was it invented before or after the fortune cookie? Okay, good, because you explained some of this earlier, and it was very confusing. <laughs> well, so there are two modes. Like I said, we've got easy mode or a hard mode. Easy mode, I tell you when the fortune cookie was invented. Hard mode, I don't. Okay, I think I want to play on hard mode. <laughs> okay. All right, so. so, first off, are you ever going to tell me if I play on hard mode when the cookie was invented, or is this, I'm just going to have to live in this world of never knowing <laughs> in order to play this game again? I mean... Or in order to play it on hard. Like, do I just have to stay in the ignorance of not knowing when the fortune cookie was made? So, here's the thing. I, I needed to have a scoring system here. Yeah. So I picked a number of questions. That number that I picked was 25. And uh, so uh, if you play on hard mode and you get 
let's say more than eight, more than a third, approximately. I'll already know yeah. when the fortune cookie was made. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's play on hard mode. All right, are you ready? Yes. Okay, sonar. Sonar? Before. Before. Oh, let me get my scorecard out here real quick. Forgot about that. Okay, he says sonar before the fortune cookie. All right, Pyrex. The glass? The glass, Pyrex. After. After. Okay, morphine. Before. Before. We've got the four-stroke piston engine. Before. Okay. We've got Neptune, the planet. So, obviously, the discovery of Neptune. That was before. Okay. Uh, Homosexuality as a behavioral category. (laughs) Like, in science or in crime? Uh, Science, yeah. Okay, so, after? Okay. We've got cellophane. After. After, okay. Uh, MDMA. That one's tricky, because my personal opinion is that that's a, a discovery. But... Um, yeah, it's, I mean, some of these are discoveries. Yeah, I'm gonna so. Say, so we discovered before. Yeah, I'm going to go with before. Okay, we got a before. Uh, flight. Flight? Ooh, that's definitely before. In okay, my head. you gotta be for uh, blood types. Blood types? I have absolutely no idea when those were. Uh, I'm gonna say before. Okay. When do you think the fortune cookie was invented? Do you wanna. Uh... I think it was like 60s, 70s. Okay, okay. No comment. Uh, the fax machine. <laughs> so after. After, okay. And X-ray. X-ray was after? Or no, fuck. I would say before because X-ray was like 30s. Are you changing it? Is it before? Yeah, I would say before. Okay, we got a before. And we are about at the halfway point, just to let you know. And moving on, the Big Bang Theory. The Big Bang Theory. After. Okay. Penicillin. Before. Okay. Uh, nylon. The material nylon. I swear I thought you were going to say 9-11. Never forget, man. Never forget. (laughs) Um, So nylon after. Nylon after. Okay. Isn't that like a miracle when we made nylon? You know, I don't really know. I do want to kind of learn more about nylon. Um, Moving on, though. Our next one is the jet engine. Before. Before, okay. Uh, TV. Television was made before. Uh, how about super glue? Super glue would be made after. after. So wasn't super glue made by the military? You know, I, I'm not no. sure. Lots you you want to know a weird out. fact about super glue? Yes. It actually dries when you get it wet. Really? Yeah, so that's it's, why it's good. It's so, I uh, have to preface this. Do not do this. It is against all medical sense, but it's real <laughs> good for closing up wounds. 
I've heard that before, and I know there's like a different super glue that they do for stitches now sometimes. Yes, that yeah. is. It's the same formula, but the reason why it works so well is because your blood's wet. Yeah. And it just kind of turns into this weird foam. Crazy. My mom's friend, um, it, actually, she was a Girl Scout leader too. My, my sister's Girl Scout troop. She was the leader. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she was in the bathroom trying to put eye drops in, somehow mistakenly oh grabbed God. super glue. And, like, had to... I don't think she had a surgery, but, like, she went to the hospital for it. Do you know what probably saved her eyes? They were wet. And it dried in a shallow room instead of on them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That always terrified me, though. I don't know exactly what they did for That sounds like an urban legend. I know. I would totally think it was if I didn't, like... If it wasn't the person in your family. (laughs) Anyways, okay, super glue. We got super glue... You said? Uh, after. Okay. That's right. Okay. Uh, MRI. The MRI after. After. Okay. We've got the transistor, as in the small electrical part. The transistor. Uh, that would after. Okay. Post-Edison. Um, uh, next, we have dark matter. The discovery of dark matter, I'm going to say before. Okay, and next we've got the helicopter. I want to say the same year, <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll go with after. Okay. I don't know why I'm getting anxious about this. There's like absolutely <laughs> nothing riding on this at all. It's that test anxiety. I didn't. I chose just not to take the tests. <laughs> okay, we're closing in here. We got three lefts. Carbon dating. Carbon dating would be after. Wasn't that the guy who found out how much lead's in everything? I think it was the same guy. Because it was yeah. the it was the him trying to make a clean room to do or to figure out carbon dating, and he was like, shit's just covered in lead. Yeah. Yeah, what a terrifying discovery that must have been too, by the way. Did you see like the weird chart that they have that goes with that? You can no. see the success of man in lead poisoning. Because every time there's, like, a large society, we just dig lead up left and right. It makes sense. There's, like, um, a somewhat new-ish theory that that's what led to the fall of the Roman Empire is because they were making all their dishes out of lead. And and they all went crazy. retarded. I mean, stupid. I guess that's politically (laughs) incorrect to say. I'll bleep it. Yeah. (laughs) Just uh, make it so you can still hear it, but put a bleep over it. Yeah, I'll do that. (laughs) All right, uh, last two. We've got Velcro. After. Okay. And our final item, LSD. Before. Maybe one led to the other. All right. Well, that concludes our test. It's fucking zero right somehow. No, you you did very well. So I'll tell you, the uh, fortune cookie was invented in... What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that does make sense, because my whole reason I thought the fortune cookie was in, like, 60s and 70s was because of production. Yeah. Because, like, the things needed. So I guess that would be, a, like, the dawn of being able to just produce something like that. Yeah. So the origin of the, the fortune cookie itself is, like... There's kind of stuff dating back to like the 1600s and 1900s in Japan, 
but it's like kind of a more fancy ornamental thing and it's like writing directly on this like sheeted cookie thing yeah well so like the modern fortune cookie there's a little bit of debate about it and it's like a weird city debate too between san francisco and la because it's like a chinese immigrant in both of those cities that has the claim to the fortune cookie um, it seems like most people go with the San Francisco guy. I'm going to go with they probably worked together at some point in time. They're not that far apart from each other. Yeah, uh, that could definitely be it, too. And, like, the, the San Francisco guy was, like, working for the city. There was some issue that went on with him where I guess he was fired or was threatened with being fired, and then they brought him back, and then the fortune cookie popped off. So, I don't know. We gotta keep this guy. He invented the fortune cookie. Definitely gonna be an excellent city planner. Yeah. So, you got, out of 25, a total of 16. Cool. So that was, that does make me like, do you, when when was cellophane made? That was one that I was curious about. Cellophane. Because I thought that was gonna be a trick question, like, couldn't have fortune cookies without cellophane, because have you ever seen a fortune cookie? not in cellophane uh i guess i haven't yeah Yeah, only those fancy restaurants where they take (laughs) it out of the cellophane and put it on a little plate for you yeah so i was surprised cellophane was 1908 yeah i was actually surprised that plastic like harder plastic didn't come until later which i thought it was kind of like turn of the century but it was like 20s no yeah that was uh the old ad campaigns for plastic do you remember when we were little they had the it was very specifically like a water bottle falling off of a table and like a baby watching it and they're like plastic makes life safer and the rest of the commercials like showing iv bags and stuff but it just have like the water bottle bounce because it's some of the first slow-mo we actually used I, like, kind of vaguely remember this. It was, like, pretty dramatic. Was the lighting all weird or something? Yeah. Yeah. So, that was, like, the sentiment. Like, this, oh, it's saving lives. Was, like, what they tried to put out when plastics first started coming out. (laughs) And then they got the 1950s housewife model when Saran Wrap came out. When they're like, oh, it just makes your life convenient. Prior to that, it was like, this stuff is amazing and it is saving the world. (laughs) little do we know that uh now we have the floating trash barge island made out of it which did you hear about that floating trash barge yeah you know our the pacific trash spot or whatever yep Uh, they were analyzing it to see what it would take to clean it up and they just found so much life living on it that they're like this is now a legitimate habitat (laughs) and they have to study and see whether or not it's a good habitat for the things living on it because otherwise, like, they don't want to do the thing where they're like, what if this is, like, pre-coral reef situation? Right. So now they're uh, currently studying the quality of life of the things on the trash island. And if it's a good quality of life, they're going to leave it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a shitty but fascinating world if, like everything just can actually grow and live on our trash. Verb, any sick and brutal slaughter or consumption of puppies, kittens, and or cute baby animals. Noun, a demented Irish man that probably wants to cause you mental or physical pain. Verb, 
Those crazy hobos snuck into the zoo and keeled all the cute animals. 